0: They're loading into the barriers, Moods, Mytho, Rog, and the Rain Man, and they're underway for Moody on the Mic.
1: Hello and welcome to a special Christmas edition of Moody on the Mic. This is our present to you, the listeners. We've been away for a few weeks. We've come back for a one-off. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me, as always, the man of the show is named after Peter Moody, fresh from Winnet Sandown Moods i was riding that thing home not because i had money on it just because i knew it would put you in a good mood for the podcast which is what we always need
2: always in a good mood Rod. you know that and a very special uh, episode uh, heading into the festive season for everyone it's great to see you boys and and to our very special guest who i'm sure you'll introduce in a minute
1: yes that's right um well firstly to mytho and to rayman welcome to you gentlemen um as i said one one last episode uh, Mitho, you look like you've just got candlelight behind you, getting ready for carols on Christmas Eve or something.
3: Yeah, a bit of um, bit of uh, Christmas cheer in the uh, Rosemont camp, but uh, I'm just waiting for summer to arrive. It's freaking freezing.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, well, we've got a Christmas present that's come early, uh, Raymond. I won't worry about getting anything from you yet because there's far more important people in this virtual room. Uh, we have been waiting for this for two years, and it's no fault it's no fault of our special guest. It's just that the other two clowns have been promising it and failing to deliver. But finally, making her debut appearance on Moody on the Mic, Jamie Carr, welcome.
4: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Hopefully, I I live up to all the hype.
2: Yeah, well, listen, it's been a couple of years in the making, as you said. We've had a couple of dry runs to try and get Jamie on the show, and we've been unavailable, and she's been unavailable for various reasons, but it's... uh, thank you very much for joining us Jamie Uh, back from a recent sojourn to the Orient a little bit of luck over there in Hong Kong I'm going to cut straight to the chase is Jamie Carr going to stay a resident of Australia in the near future
4: well to be honest I would hate the lifestyle I knew I would hate the lifestyle I went there I enjoyed riding there but I miss my animals miss my horses I I I think I should do it. Uh, Not really. No, I didn't really miss you that much. Um, But but I I think I, I will do it one day, just not sure when, because there's too much here that I love and I'd miss, and I probably would miss you a little bit. Slightly.
3: <laughs> no, well, listen. We'll, 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 we'll hey, hey Jamie. There's no, there is zero stroking of egos on Moody on the okay, mic, all right? So don't <laughs> feel like you have to, you know. You, 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 he'll be well, putting right. you on because you're the best rider in Victoria, not because you you're stroke his ego. Okay. Under, though,
4: because I said I, I didn't miss you. I did miss you a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, well, okay,
3: okay. We're, we're we're all about compliments
2: on Moody on the mic. <laughs> No, well, that, that's the greatest news for Australian racing. That, that's terrific. That's terrific to hear. And before, before Mytho interjects and takes over the whole show, um, there's no doubt with your youth on your side, you deserve the opportunity to go and play your trade on the world stage. But obviously at the moment you probably don't feel comfortable enough and you've got a few probably things to kick off here at home before you do it.
4: Yeah, there's so much here I want to tick off still, and and I, I feel like it's um I'd be missing opportunities here, and I've always felt like that um you know we've we've got big races to win, moves, don't we?
2: Exactly, and there's no reason why you can't pinch pinch it at the big carnivals around the world like many of our jockeys do, anyhow.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
3: You uh you had a birthday too, Jamie. How did you celebrate uh, while you're over there in Hong Kong? I think it was the night you rode your winner
4: it Was um, well, I fell off, I got put through the rail twice, and then I rode a winner, so that was okay. Um, <laughs> but now I was a so I don't have that much youth on my side now, I'm 27, bloody getting old. Oh, years <laughs> left than <in> me, <laughs> but um, uh, before that, I went to Bali for the weekend. Um, I had a, had a let my hair down, as um, you and Moody both know what that's like, and uh, had a good week. <laughs>
3: Are we, are we, are we, I don't know whether I should go here, but I'm going to. There's there's new mm-hmm. rules in Indonesia, Jamie, about you know, sex yeah, look, outside of marital we, we bliss. Got the,
4: we got in before the rules came in place, so that was all
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, well done, you. Yeah. And what's uh, what are the goals for for next year, Jamie? We we can reflect on last year, but you're a, you're a girl that looks ahead and. Um, You got so much to achieve what what are the what are the um what are the things you're looking forward to in 2023
4: um well without basing it around winning the premiership i'd love to win it again um that's definitely high up on my list i um really want to tick off a major um that's probably one thing i've been trying to do for a a while and i think that'd be really important just to uh, look i wouldn't complain with any of them but um a major would be just a um you know a, probably the highest thing i want to do at the moment and i think that would probably interfere with going to hong kong and, and doing all those things at the moment um it's a big year you've got to make connections and, and build up those rides you can't just turn up and, and win a big race
0: jamie you talked about winning the uh, the premiership in, in melbourne as well but you've obviously had a, a lot of success in in sydney over the past couple of years as well do you still have plans to spend a lot of time in sydney during the autumn and uh and during the spring obviously you, you did decide to ride Golden Eagle Day rather than stay in Melbourne for the Victoria Derby is that still something that you, you're going to be doing more of in 2023
4: yeah well like I said without basing it around trying to win the Premiership um, I would still love to do that but you can't miss up opportunities to um, go to these amazing carnivals we have around Australia so um, I'll be where the best rides I can get are special well
1: was riding Golden Eagle Day instead of the Derby more that you didn't want to disappoint? Moods.
4: I had to do like a, an interview with him the day before too, and yeah, he, he's someone that you want to keep on your good side.
0: But he didn't even put you on the winner, oh, winner Jamie. Me. He stitched you up. I
4: know. I know. Looked he looked after his
0: old mate, Lukey Nolan, instead of his uh, his new number one jockey.
4: You can't complain. He's he's a little bugger.
3: Well, no, 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 no response from you, Peter. You're just you're just a bit starstruck, are you, That we've got Jamie on and. You're just trying to mind your p's and q's so you're thinking about who's going to write incentivize aren't you
2: well i'm just i'm just looking down the page at saturday at flemington and notice that Jamie's on quite got fewer mine there so I'm, i don't want to piss her off uh, midweek uh, knowing she's going to hold my earnings in a hand come saturday afternoon but uh, listen uh, jamie the world's a oyster um i think she is a great horsewoman uh, she's still working on her jockey craft. And I think she'd be the, probably the first to admit that. And there's no doubt the majors will come um, just when, when and where they fall and how they fall, uh, you know, luck will play a massive part of that. But uh, I, I can't see that being uh, too long into the future. One of those happening, like she probably was unluckily missed the ride on a horse like incentivised a couple of seasons ago for a Caulfield Cup. She probably hasn't had a lot of luck in Melbourne cup appearances and uh you know there's not a stable in australia that doesn't look to employer for a group one so uh, that's going to happen very very quickly so uh, best of luck there going forward what about uh, in the more immediate jamie um you're going to ride all the way through christmas maybe a magic millions carnival or something like that or uh you're just going to base yourself in melbourne
4: um yeah definitely i'll be going to magic millions um not sure what i'll be riding yet but My manager's spoken about a few recently. Um, I've had my little crushing up, so it'll be full steam ahead into, um, you know, Blue Diamond Carnivals and and all those um, coming ahead.
1: Jamie, is it correct that Peter Moody gave you the biggest spray that. It
4: it, it really hurt me because it was like, I'm really disappointed in you. I'm not angry, but I'm disappointed. And um, (laughs) I really took it to heart. I deserved it, but. (laughs) I'm a bit of an emotional thing and I just thought, I can't believe i upset Peter Moody, like enough for him just to not yell at me because you yell at everybody else and you didn't yell at me. I'm like, I really must have upset him.
3: So, so it, was the old, uh, it was the old tactic of, of make you sort of, um, you know, really sweat because it, it, Pete, Pete can line people up if he knows that they're not going to come back, but he would have seen in you you know, the, the little badger that would have come back at him with swinging punches and swear words every every third word from from the little, you know, yelled at jockey. But he gave you the, I'm really disappointed in you.
4: I, I fully deserved it. I I actually, like, gave myself a spray at probably the thousand going, what the fuck are you doing?
1: And uh, I, was,
4: yeah, I was getting the phone call afterwards and I think I had to ride for you the next day too, which was like... This is just, this is embarrassing. But anyway, we'll get over that. We'll move on.
0: I've got a quick one, Jamie, that I'm sure loyal listeners of this show will be keen to hear answered. Who's more annoying when they're trying to get you to ride one of their horses? Is it Mytho or is it Mood?
4: Mytho's mythos the winner there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm fairly persistent. Yeah, that's the the dollar one favorite saluting there.
4: But. But there's nothing better than getting on one of Mytho's horses and winning because he's, uh, it's it's very rewarding. I, I love riding winners for Mytho and for Moods. Um, but, yeah, he, he can be a pest, definitely.
0: <laughs> I will say for Mytho, he does celebrate every win like it's the Melbourne Cup. And that's why <laughs> we love him. <laughs>
2: And writing and a winner for Mytho obviously guarantees the cotton on card for another twelve months as well.
4: <laughs> yes, yes, but we need to find a colt. Come on, give me, give me on a good colt, Mytho.
3: Yeah, I know. Well, Moods has got a couple down there tucked away for the uh, Victorian Alliance that he's a bit excited yeah. about. Um, one by the name of Ablett. So um, anyway, we're, we're not sure if we've named it after Junior or Senior. We'll we'll uh, we'll tell you after he has his first start.
4: I hear my diamond filly's gone shin sorry broker So thanks, Moods
3: yeah yeah we were very excited about her and uh i must say um you yeah, the morning that you text me saying i think i might have just ridden a blue diamond filly that uh has your ownership in it um yeah um Mood, no nah, mood's, moods just uh managed to find the paddock for her anyway we'll find another one won't we Petey?
2: yeah always there's always something on the horizon tomorrow's a fresh start now jamie something for the listeners going forward little christmas cheer is there something there in the near future uh that you're looking forward to riding and is there something long term like uh down the track it's impossible to start thinking two-year-olds but is there an older horse or something there in a yard somewhere that you're looking forward to getting back on in the autumn
4: well can we start with Winning on baby cav on the weekend—that'd
2: be very nice, wouldn't it? Invincible caviar. Well, your record's pretty good on her. You're one for one.
4: Yes, yeah, haven't haven't messed it up yet. There's always tomorrow, <laughs> like you said. <laughs> um, can no, come come back to me. I don't, can't can't think of anything at the moment. Yes,
3: still working away. And and just, like you, you give your manager a wrap, Lockie Weekly, who's um well, known to me in moods and um he'd, he's a he's He's a hard-working guy that um, is the you know the brains trust behind um, you know uh, Jamie Carr jockey isn't he and uh, he'll he'll be he'll be beavering away as we speak trying to find the next superstar to leg up on
4: and that's where he's great I leave everything to him um, pretty much and he doesn't bother me he lets me go and have my Sundays off and go show jumping and and do my own thing I've never been one to get real wound up about. You know what's happening in the next few weeks and i think that works for me works for us um he so sort of just lets me lets me do my own thing and um yeah it seems to be doing the job at the moment
3: yeah i had to give him that rap just so that he uh bumps me up the queue <laughs> next time i ring because uh jamie doesn't take my calls anymore i think she's got an intervention ordering well, i don't me, have but... like
4: five hours to talk
3: um and and tell us well as you as you go the the show jumping how important that is to you because um our listeners would obviously know you as as a jockey extraordinaire but um you know you're, you're pretty keen on the show jumping and pretty good at it they tell me
4: yeah i'm that crazy little horse girl that never grew up um i've got a collection of um thoroughbreds and warm bloods and and things floating around here at the farm and it's very important to me i've um got a little Comp on at Bonio tomorrow, and if I win a ribbon, I'm going to be like that little kid in Pony Club, all excited. Um, it's it's something that keeps me, you know, fresh and happy, and um, it's my hobby away from racing, so it's, it's very important.
0: A few years ago, Jamie, you did reveal that you still do hold some aspirations to potentially go to uh, the Olympics uh, in Equestrian. Is that still something that ticks away at the back of your mind?
4: I, I think it's um, every girl's dream growing up to do that and for sure it's it's definitely a goal of mine but it's a bit different well it's similar to racing you need to find the right horse if you don't have the right horse um they can't take you there so i'm still on the hunt for the um the next superstar show jumper Of um i've bred a few warm blood crosses lately and um i've, I've still got a few x-rays horses so hopefully there's there's one in the mix there for me
3: so if you if you found the right horse and you you felt that it was olympic class would you would you pack the the riding in for a while and and go down that track?
4: Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't pay that well. No. <laughs> but I think it's something I want to do when I retire. Um, right. But it's a it's a long process process. It's a four six year you know process getting your horse ready. So um, if I start now, I should be ready by the time I retire. I think.
0: Yeah. Andrew Hoy still going to the Olympics in his sixties, mm-hmm. so you definitely do have time on your side with this one, yeah. Jamie.
4: Yeah, definitely. I'll be uh, I'll be looking
0: like Moody with a bit of grey hair, and I'll be.
3: In there he wishes he had grey hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it, Jamie! We appreciate uh, you, you've been the, the source of uh, much discussion on this show over the last couple of years, and we've had a couple of false attempts to uh, to lure you onto the show. Um, a bit of Christmas cheer for our listeners. Um, thanks for joining us, and um, enjoy Christmas and New Year. We look forward to seeing plenty of winners in 2023.
4: Thank you, and um, if I'm suspended again, I'll, I'll jump on and, and maybe give you one more chop out.
3: Let's say that doesn't happen.
4: No. <laughs> no, thanks for having me on, guys.
5: Here we have a mate dedication from Cam to Eddie. Over to you, Cam.
0: Thanks, champ. This is my best mate, Eddie. He backed the rough in our pot and it got up for the lads. Great
5: stuff. And don't forget to lab break it together this spring carnival with Mates mode. Thank you. T's and seas apply on a on website. Gamble responsibly. Call 1 800
1: All right. Thanks to Jamie Carr for jumping on Moody on the mic finally. Moods, you went over to Japan recently. You went to the Japan Cup. We saw a shot of you trying to be a sumo wrestler, which wasn't something people really needed to see when they were eating their breakfast. But um, how was the Japan Cup in comparison to, um, to Australia? Was it a, a completely different experience?
2: yeah listen it was very interesting to to go there and have a look at the racing uh at the end of the day you've got horses racing around on a green track uh the 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 tracks are quite firm um the one thing i found extremely interesting is when they race on their artificial surfaces is how heavy those tracks are like compared to our artificial tracks here in australia um like they're they're all weather track is, is very very deep Uh, which they find beneficial for their horses and and their turf courses are very fast so uh, but the racing in general is great the quality of horses they look outstanding obviously they've worked to basically uh, have the best bred horses in the world and and they parade and look that way and it was great to be there on cup day Uh, Damian Lane rode a couple of winners and uh, he ran third in the Japan Cup uh, and, and it was interesting to have a look at the training. I went to one of the pre-training farms just outside of Kyoto or, Kyoto or something like that as well, and just have a look at the way they do things. And, uh, you know, they're, they're the ultimate professionals. Uh, they're nearly world leaders in everything thoroughbred, to be quite honest. And, uh, you know, it's something I'd love to go back and spend a bit more time there again uh, and uh, see if we can pick up anything. I probably think they're more closer to our way of training than the uh, europeans and uh, and and probably the way they go about it um so it's great racing very enjoyable and i would strongly recommend anyone that wants to take in a carnival somewhere in the world uh, if you can throw in the japan cup on your on your uh trip do it for sure
1: did you manage to get any meat pies while you're over in japan peter
2: now that's a little bit harsh roger um I had a little bit of trouble purchasing a meat pie on my return to Australia, I thought now what better way to celebrate being out of the country for eight or nine days and then going and grabbing a meat pie at uh, Sydney airport but unfortunately I hit a bit of a snag there, I I ran into a moderate pie and then I was refused uh, cash to pay for it. uh, i uh, voiced my displeasure at such things but that's the world we live in unfortunately cash is obviously no longer legal tender in this country If you go to a place like japan it is nearly totally a cash society Um, so they're obviously extremely backward compared to us as well advanced people here in australia
3: (laughs) so did you not have a credit card in your pocket pete or you just wanted to make a fuss did you
2: I just wanted to make a point, Anthony, and I had a credit card, but then they charge you, I don't have a debit card, I have cash and I have a credit card, then they charge you point something or one point something for using your credit card. Uh, which I find is totally ludicrous. And listen, it's not only this pie shop that I visited in Sydney. It's it's a lot of places. They're just bending you over. And the only bastard that's getting an earn out of this is the banks that earn billion dollars, billions of dollars a year and bend people over at every opportunity they get.
0: Well, I was inspired by all the pie talk uh, on on Racing Twitter that day after Moods' uh, Twitter spray that I went to the uh, the Junction Hotel in uh, in Brisbane later that night. And I got... Uh, uh, and a glorious pie. So I'd just like to thank Moods for his inspiration that night because uh, I got a lovely pie. I got a, a, a schooner of forex gold, and I paid cash. So you know, I think what we we know now, Moods, is that you, you need to get back to Queensland. We do things properly up here.
3: I was just a little concerned uh, that Rain Man, that Moods was Moods was served by Blake McDougall at the pie shop. <laughs> Ah,
2: ah, here we go, here we go. Here's another left fielder. Well, there, there you go. That's another part of society that's wrong, isn't it? You say something in confidence to a group of people and then one of them feels the need to leak it out into society, um, which is unfortunate that got into trouble again. Not to send
3: it to a few mates because it was funny.
2: Well, it wasn't meant to be funny. It was meant to be in a serious appraisal of a young man's ride that then someone felt the need to push it out there in the public platform, which is totally wrong, totally wrong. Like if you have a conversation with me, Anthony, uh, I would suggest uh, without your authority, it doesn't go uh, too much further and, and vice versa in regards to your horses and, and maybe their performance and the way they go. Uh, but obviously some people in the horse that uh, is no longer in my care felt that wasn't the case. They thought they'd enjoy a laugh at my expense and cost me money through a fine with Racing Victoria. So probably rightly so, but wrongly so from the herd that put it out there on social media. Mm.
1: I haven't been uh, paying a great deal of attention to who's been riding for you or Blake, Peter, but is Blake back on board your horses? Maybe not with the same regularity, but has he ridden for you much since?
2: No, listen, he hasn't, but through no fault. Blake's actually leading the job, his premiership in Victoria, and he's riding extremely well uh we both probably agreed and ultimately we had a good yarn here at the races uh, at down on saturday um that he was just going to have a little breather from my place and freshen himself up and be back in the new year and start doing a bit for the stable again but uh luke nolan's been riding well daniel stackhouse has been riding well and uh, carlene heffel's been doing a good job we've got two young apprentices thomas Preble and emily posman have just kick-started their careers and young tom uh, rode his first winner at Mornington yesterday. I'm extremely proud of him at his seventh race ride. So listen, there's a lot of riders out there, and uh, and a lot of them probably don't want to ride
3: some of my slow horses either. And and pr- plenty of them don't want to be called brain dead.
2: Well, listen, I've been called brain dead, and I get on with it. Fucking, there's no doubt, you know. You- I don't think it hurt Blake McDougall's feelings when I called him brain dead. He'd probably heard it before and he'll probably hear it again, as I have uh, towards myself. But, uh, um, yeah, listen, sometimes you feel better when you get things off your chest in the heat of the moment. You always sit back and think, I probably could have done that better. But usually you speak the truth in the heat of the moment. But you've just got to learn to get on with fucking life straight after it.
1: Not the ideal segue into the, just the last bit. We're obviously doing things a little bit differently on this show today. It's not so much a tipping show, but Moods, um, the, the unofficial mascot of Moody on the Mic passed away last week. You got, got sombre on Twitter and, uh, yeah, unfortunately you lost Bob the Dog. I know that must have hurt, mate. And uh, I, know, I know that uh, plenty of the listeners of Moody on the Mic will have heard about Bob the Dog uh, over the years as you're cooking your steak out there on the back barbie and Bob not too far <laughs> from your side.
2: Yeah, Bob and I shared plenty of big bottles and B&Hs uh, over the years.
1: Well, that's probably what did him in then.
2: Exactly, exactly. He was a boxer cross and unfortunately his health condition got the better of him. He had a bit of a rust in the tummy. He was a fair skinned dog and he loved sun baking. And he was always out in the sun and he developed these lesions on his tummy that just got worse and worse. So we operated on him a couple of times and we made the ultimate decision that we wouldn't put him through that again. So we lost Bob Moody last week, our... Uh, beloved canine i would never got so close to an animal in all my life and that includes probably 20 previous dogs and thousands of horses but i would never been so attached to an animal so it was a pretty hard thing uh, last week I, I, I actually got quite upset and emotional about it but uh, once again we've got to move on and uh, he's gone to a better place I hope Bob and uh, I put a big bottle of Forex and a B&H in uh, the ground with him when I concreted him in thinking, well, uh, they'll help him on the ride to wherever he's off to. So, uh, uh, no, it's sad, it's like losing a part of the family and uh, but life goes on and uh, I I miss it every afternoon when I drive home and open the car door and he's the first one to stick his head in and and give you a sniff and a lick and a push around. And that's what I've missed the last five or six days. So, uh, but we move on, we move on. Uh, There's people worse off than Bob and I, no doubt.
3: Not sure there can be much worse than actually dying, but um,
1: I don't know whether he's gone to a better place either. If have you been to Moody? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> yeah,
3: sweet. Pretty, yeah, yeah, you're quite right. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sensing a I'm sensing uh you know a dog's not just for Christmas, it's for life. I'm sensing it could be the new arrival come the morning of the twenty fifth at, uh, at 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 uh, Chateau Chateau de Moody.
2: <laughs> no, it won't be happening this year. We're, we're actually away for a couple of days over Christmas, so that won't be happening. But That'll be discussed with the family down the track, where my daughters tend to collect dogs. So I've got two daughters' dogs at home now. We've got a retired greyhound and, a, and another boxer, one owned by two of my daughters uh, that reside there. So they'll keep us company for a while to go yet.
5: Here we have a mate dedication from Cam to Eddie. Over to you, Cam.
0: Thanks, champ. This is my best mate, Eddie. He backed the rough in our pot and it got up for the lads.
5: Great stuff. And don't forget to labbroke it together this spring carnival with Mates mo.
0: Thank
1: you for
2: being a
3: friend. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you. Thank you for
5: being a friend. T's and Cs apply and a on website. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
1: All right, for one last time in 2022, Best Bet's going to skip me because I haven't even looked at the form guide. Um, Rayman, we'll kick off with you. Then we'll go to Mytho, and then Moods, who's got a stellar hand on Saturday at Flemington for the Christmas meet. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to tip this into a few, but uh, give us some Christmas cheer, Rayman.
0: Yeah, a lot of this is a Christmas gift for a lot of our listeners, Rog, because one of the biggest uh, pieces of feedback I get about the show is why is Rog tipping all the time these days? So that's a real Christmas treat for for those punters. Fair.
2: I'm
0: going to Eagle Farm. Ludbroke's the new proud sponsor of the Brisbane Racing Club, both Eagle Farm and Dooman. It was fitting that Mytho had a winner with Sneaky 5 on the first Ludbroke-sponsored race day uh, in the Brisbane Racing Club last week. And there's a big day of racing at Eagle Farm on Saturday the feature race is the Gold Edition Plate. A lot of hype around the Tony Golden Train horse Golden Boom. Two wins from two race starts. But I think there's a horse that can beat it here, and that's Steady Ready. It's had four race starts for two wins. Was very very good first up at the Gold Coast. Absolutely bolted into win by four and a half lengths. It's something to need to be good to beat Golden Boom, but I just don't think there's as much between them as the price suggests. So that's Eagle Farm Race Eight, number four got uh, number four, three Steady Ready at five dollars. What
3: about you, Mito? You got one? Yeah, we're we're reasonably quiet over the weekend after the excitement of Sneaky Five um, winning the uh, winning the up there at uh, Eagle Farm on Saturday. But we've got a few runners. We've got the Christmas party, the Rosemont Christmas party on the home track at uh, G Long come Friday, and uh, we're going to spin a couple around there. We've got uh, Gronkowski uh, first starter by Starcraft, and maybe. You know, we we uh, we mourn Bob the dog, but we uh, I'm not sure whether we were doing the show when Starcraft passed away. Uh, I can't remember now. But um, you know, we we um, valet uh, Starcraft, who died a few weeks ago here at Rosemont Stud, and and uh, he had, won't have too many more runners uh, go around for him. But Gronkowski can run a good race first up uh, for Clayton Douglas uh, there in race two at geelong on friday so i'll leave that with the listeners for some christmas cheer i reckon you'll get each way odds back him each way all right
2: well the, the little boutique stable we've got a few runners heading to headquarters Flemington on saturday race one we've got horse four she dances and horse 12 ribbon noir both horses coming off last start wins probably got a slight leading to ribbon noir at the weights uh both drawn on the outside section of the track so well suited there in the three-year-old race we step down to race number two uh i've got a little homebred uh, for myself a filly called Cotel. Uh, in uh, race two she's two from two uh drawn ideally to get a nice run out wide and she's another that can run well bit of one of those days where i expect them all to run quite well i reckon race three we've got pounding backing up from last saturday He's had a pretty long, sustained preparation. We've never backed him up before, but if he does cope with the backup and everything's looking positive, Miss J Carr in the saddle, I think he's drawn to give a good side of a career best run last week. Uh, In race four, we've got Hollywood Park, the 13, coming off an unlucky third last start at Geelong. He's in the right grade, drops a little bit in weight, looks ideally placed there also. We move across to race five. We've got a couple of runners down the bottom here. We've got Dance to Dubai. He's had one run back from a spell and an unsuitable thousand meters and uh, blew the cobwebs out. She'll roll along up on the speed and her stable mate number 12, Invincible Caviar. That's right, Baby Cav. Three from five. And Miss J. Carr and the saddle there on the limit weight. So both these mares taking on the boys. I would think Invincible Caviar is there to run extremely well. Again, our only exposure to the straight track has been a narrow third to Argentia, so that's pretty good form for an off-season 84. And then we go all the way out to the last race, Victory Bay. He's another ultra-consistent horse for the stable. He's in a benchmark 70, 1400, drawing to get well. So follow the team throughout the day. I reckon if you include all my runners in a multiple uh, and maybe a few all-ups and that, I reckon you should go home winning probably the best horse I'm taking to the races. And that's usually your best chance is race five, number 12 in Binsulva Caviar. So all to all our loyal listeners out there, our odd one in Nigeria, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, South America, wherever you are, we know jocks, we tell you, let them run fast. Let good horses run fast. But more importantly at this time of the year, love your family, have a great festive season. And please, oh please, be careful, safe, because we want to have you joining us in the new year. Have a happy 2022 Christmas.
0: Keep your eyes peeled to Ladbroke's social medias for Peter Moody appearing as Santa Claus. You heard it here first. Oh! Ladbroke it.